Detroit Lions fans, we are here back finally after a long break. We took a lot of time off here at the West Side Lions podcast. I am the host here, Ben Miller, at Lions West Side on Twitter. Uh, we took a lot of time off. We had some technical difficulties due to our computer. Uh, not our computer, my computer, giving us the uh, old runaround there. So we got that fixed up. Took a long time to get fixed, but it finally got fixed. Um, we missed a lot of stuff that we wanted to talk about. Um, it was too much to put into one episode. So instead of trying to just jam everything in, we're just going to pass it on by. If you haven't heard about it by now, you probably don't care to hear about it on our site. So we're going to move on, uh, and we have a fun one for you today. But before we get into what we're doing today, I want to get into the two hosts that are here with me. Austin Rudlin and Jake Krieg are here as well. Austin, I'll start with you. How are you doing on this wonderful, beautiful, hot Saturday? I am doing great, Ben. Uh, I mean, besides the fact that I don't have AC, so, Oof. I mean, there's that. Oh, but other than that, I'm doing great. Two thumbs up. Well, good. Well, we all hope that uh, Austin gets some ice cubes and shoves it up or under his butt at some point, pull him <laughs> off. Let's see how Jake's doing on this nice day. Jake, how are how are you doing? Hopefully I'm better doing, than Austin. I'm doing pretty well. Um, I got my second vaccine dose yesterday, so that's great. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah. Any side effects yet? No, I'm feeling great. Perfect. That's awesome. I didn't have any with mine either, so that's yeah. cool. Awesome. Okay, so we got... Our intro's out of the way. Finally, it's, I mean, it feels so good to be back with you guys. I'm sure you guys feel the same way. It's finally good to start talking about Lions again after being off for so long. So I, I figured what's the best way to get back into it here, back into the swing of things. And what we're going to do is we're going to play a game. Okay, our game is called Fact or Cap. Let me say that again for everyone. It is Fact or Cap. So we are going to talk we have a few statements that were put out by either uh different detroit medias or just different things that we've seen in some bold statements people have put out and we're gonna go through here on each of them and we're gonna say whether or not we think that it is factual that it is happening or it's cap and for all of us old people like austin who didn't know what that means when i no. say capped it means <laughs> it's not true that's a lie kids are saying that these days they say no cap no cap. <laughs> and so we are going to take it in because we're a young podcast. We are fact or cap. So we're going to play that game today. We're going to talk fact or cap. We're going to go to each person on each statement, and we're going to talk about whether or not we think that the statement is fact or cap. So we're going to start us off here. We're going to go right into our first statement here. Are you guys ready to play this game? Yes. Two thumbs All right. up. Cool. Then let's start it off we've got a fun one here to start with okay so some of the news that we were going to talk about in our last few podcasts but we didn't do because we were off for so long Aaron Rodgers news if you haven't heard go check out Aaron Rodgers news he's not happy with the Packers no one knows quite what's going on there here is the statement for you too Aaron Rodgers will be the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers in the 20. 21 NFL season. Jake, I'll start with you. Fact or cap? I'm pretty confident here saying fact. Um, 
as you can tell from some of Aaron Rodgers' close friends, they've said it's fixable. Fixable is a very good word here. It's the key word here. What's going on in Green Bay is he's not unhappy with what's happening. He just wants things to go better. And thing, I mean, they had a great team last year, and they didn't go to the Super Bowl. They were this close. They were so close to going to the Super Bowl. And I believe they had a shot at winning it, too. Um, it's fixable there, and I feel like um, the Green Bay staff um, and owners and coaches will make sure it is fixed because losing Aaron Rodgers is a huge thing. And plus, I feel like Green Bay is the pl- best place Aaron can be right now because all of the other teams I've heard that he could be on, it they're not as good as Green Bay right now. So I think it's a fact that he will be the starter for Green Bay. Interesting. Okay, Austin, fact or cap? Uh, well, as the young kids say, I'm going to go with uh, no cap. Um, just Aaron Rodgers is mad at the management. He's not. He's come out and he said he's not mad about the coaching staff or fellow teammates or any other you know coordinators or anything. He's mad at management and. I mean, just from what I've seen, I, I don't think it's... Yeah, Jake said he thinks it's fixable. I don't think it's fixable. Oh, so you're um, saying so you're saying it's Cap. He's not going to be there starting QB. Oh, no, he's not going to be. Okay, okay. No. Okay. All right, well, I... I this is such a tough scenario. I think... I, I think it's going to be Cap. I think Aaron Rodgers will not be the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers in NFL 2021. It doesn't look like the Green Bay Packers are giving Aaron Rodgers much room. It seems like Aaron Rodgers has said to a lot of people that he's not coming back. And at that point, the only option that's left, if they're not going to trade him and he's not going to play for him, it's retirement. Um, I don't. I'm not sure if he retires, but I don't see him being the starter of the QB uh, of the Green Bay Packers this year. May so, I, May I also May I add that. The Green Bay Packers did sign Blake Bortles to be their third-string quarterback. Now, this doesn't have anything to do with Aaron Rodgers, but this has to do with Jordan Love. And by Back up for Jordan what, Love. What I, what, what I saw was it means Jordan Love is not ready, and they're not confident with Jordan Love. Right. So so they're going to try their best to keep Rodgers, and I think they will. So that's well, just I me. That, I think that they're going to do everything in their power to try to do it, but I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to listen at that point. I think he's kind of – a little bit fed up, but we'll see. That's going to be an interesting storyline to follow. Um, the second thing that we were going to talk about in our past few weeks that I've kind of just done a little short blurb here at the beginning of our factor caps, just to talk about it briefly. Um, <clears throat> the new quarterback of the Chicago bears, Justin Fields is going to be the savior for the Chicago bears fact <laughs> or cap Jake, start with you. You know, savior is such an interesting word here. Um, I feel I I'm gonna say fact. You know, the Bears have always been a quarterback away. You know, they they're a solid team. I mean, I know we're diehard Lions fans, but we cannot deny the Bears have been a solid team for the past three years, and they're looking like a solid team going into this season. And what's always been sort of the problem was Mitch Trubisky. And Nick Foles and all the quarterbacks, Mike Glennon too. I mean, it's been the quarterback that's been the problem. And 
I feel Justin Fields played amazing in college. We talked about him a lot during the draft process, but um, Justin Fields is a great player, and they have such a great supporting cast and offense. They have David Montgomery at running back. He played great at the end of the season last year. Um, they have Allen Robinson coming back, Darnell Mooney in, in their wide receiver core. I mean, their offense is looking very good, and their defense has also been strong, very strong. So I feel like he, he's the savior for Chicago Bears. I don't know if we're going to see it necessarily this season, but I'm, I definitely feel like he's going to change that organization for the good. Okay. Austin, over to you. Fact uh... or cap? Jake, since when did we become the kiss the Bears butt? Oh, I do not like the here. Bears at all, but I'm just saying Justin Fields is really good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just say you quite the quite the talk up over there. Um, I'm going to say again, I'm going to go with Cap. Um, I'm going to say the Bears are their own worst enemy and they're not going to be able to get out of their own way. Okay. I I think those are both pretty valid points. Um, I think that if anything is going to be the downfall of Justin Fields, it is the Chicago Bears. It's their management. It's their coaching. Um, I think that's the biggest downfall that that could happen to them. However, I do think that Justin Fields will be a lot better than Mitch Trubisky, and in that case could lead them to being a better team um, by far. I'm very upset. I'm very um, worried that if – Justin Fields does become the quarterback that the Bears need and all of a sudden they're, you know, winning consistently. We're going to hear this storyline forever of Detroit Lions passed up on Justin Fields and let him get to the Chicago Bears and now is defeating them over and over and over. Like, that's what I'm most worried about is not that he's going to be, you know, great for the Bears, but that he's going to be great and then we're going to hear this storyline forever that we did not take Justin Fields. Well, we got so, Sewell, though. We don't need to worry for now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For now, we'll come back to this midseason. Um, so we're going to move on to our next one here. Uh, our final one that is not Detroit Lions directly based. And it is this statement. The Minnesota Vikings are the current top team in the NFC North. This is assuming Aaron Rodgers is not starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Fact or cap? I'm actually going to start with Austin this this time. Vikings are the current top team in the NFC North. Fact or cap? Oh, gosh. Um, Without Rodgers, I'm going to say fact. Um, Again, I just don't... I mean... I don't know. The Bears are up in the air. They're all, I mean, they're the Bears. <laughs> they could go either direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, you've got us, who we're going through the middle of a rebuild, and I don't. I really don't think we'll be competitive this year. Right. So yeah, I mean, if without Aaron Rodgers, I would say the Vikings. Okay. Jake, fact or cap? Vikings are the current top team in the NFC North. Ooh, this is a very tough question to me, but um, my odds are probably best saying cap here, but I'm going to have to say fact because 
their offense was very good last season, um, except for Kirk Cousins, of course. But, I mean, we saw guys like Dalvin Cook, who just played like Dalvin Cook, really. We know what Dalvin Cook is now. We play him twice mm-hmm. a year. Um, there's Justin Jefferson, who had a very good rookie year. And then Adam Thielen, too. And then Irv Smith Jr. at tight end, who's been growing as a tight end. So, I mean, I their offense is very good, and they improved their defense through the draft. And I feel like they're the most um, – um, I feel like they're so good. I not. I think they're so okay that if Rodgers left, I think they would able to barely win the division because I feel like the Packers and Bears would still be contending for the division, and the Lions, in my opinion, aren't really contending right now to win the division. Mm-hmm. So I would say the Vikings, but it's it's close. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say. Yeah, go ahead. Can I just say our our division would be a hot mess if <laughs> yeah. Rogers leaves yeah. in a good way, a hot mess in a good way. No, no, gives, I don't know about that. It gives it gives the Lions the best chance when everything else yeah. is in is in shambles. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I think I have to agree. It's it's got to be fact, right? I mean, like you said, just look at their offensive weapons that they've got: Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. Like, just that alone is just wow. I mean better than all of the rest of the offensive weapons that the NFC North has. And then they have a young offensive line too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then their defense is, is young as well coming into its own. Mm-hmm. Um, they spent a lot of draft capital last couple of years on it. Um, I think that by far Vikings are closest to being the, the lead team in the NFC North right now. If Aaron Rodgers is not there. Um, I, I, I think bears could get close to that. Uh, depending on what you know, Justin Fields brings to the table for, to the start. But as of right now, I've got Vikings as the team to be in the NFC North. I I think we can. I think the best word for that is uh, the best word for the Vikings. If Rogers leaves, is the most complete team in the North. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most yeah. ready to compete. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, let's move on to Detroit Lions stuff now. Since we're done talking about other teams, let's talk about this team. Uh, we have a lot of unknowns coming into this season, so let's start right into the first one. Um, Tyrell Williams is the Detroit Lions' top current wide receiver. Fact or cap? Austin, start with you. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with fact. Um... I don't know. It's tough though, because I just really, I really haven't watched either one of them play a, a ton. But I mean, he played very well with the Raiders, um, and he yeah. had his he had his best. He had his, he had his in Chargers, yeah. Yeah, he had his best season with the Chargers with Anthony Lynn. Yeah, so that's something that's to think. True. He had over a thousand receiving yeah. yards, right? Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. If he can stay healthy, I think he'll have over a thousand yards this year. With Keenan Allen there too, he had mm-hmm. he was competing too. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then Jake, over to you. Um. Yes, because he's the one we actually have seen play in an actual NFL game, like as a starter. Starter, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because we have a lot of very young wide receivers right now, like Quintez Cephas. We barely saw last year. I mean, we saw little snippets of him, but nothing like okay, yeah. yeah. Um, Amonor St. Brown, I love how, um, I love his film and I love his stats in college, but 
I'm I'm not set on saying he's the number one receiver yet. Um, same with Brashad Perriman. I mean, he's been in the NFL, but he's never been that guy. So right. Tyrell Williams has had a pretty solid yeah, NFL. Yeah, Darnold as a QB though. Yeah, so. but, I mean, he's also been in the he, league for a little bit longer. Yeah, he Sam Darnold. he had Joe Flacco, he had Jameis right, Winston. Yeah. So I mean, he's played with a bunch of quarterbacks, and then, but, um, Tyrell Williams has had a solid career. The one thing that has me a little shaky on this is his injury um in the past two seasons he's had um lots of injuries but if he can stay healthy yeah he's the number one receiver yeah i agree i think it's a fact um the wide receiver core that we have is not super strong but i think he is the best of that group um Mm -hmm. and i don't think it's particularly close i i've always put tyrell williams as a wide receiver one um, he has that potential. I don't think the other wide receivers that we have um, have wide receiver one potential. I think Amon Ross St. Brown is probably the closest that we have to a wide receiver one potential, and that's literally just because we don't know what his potential is right now. So um, I think probably that's a pretty easy fact for us. So we're gonna we're gonna move on to our second one here um, for the Detroit Lions. This one. Um, I'm not sure. I, I would assume I know how this is going to go, but we'll see. Um, the statement was actually put out by PFF, and it infuriated me. But we're going to talk about it here. The statement is, TJ Hawkinson is not a top 10 tight end in the NFL. Fact or cap? Jake? <laughs> Who had the audacity to say that? That is cap. I'm saying Yep. That is triple cap. TJ Hawkinson was the best tight end in the NFC last year. George Kittle was injured, but who cares? He was the best tight end of the NFC last year. And he has more to prove this year. Yes. He is an insane tight end. Even saying he isn't top five is insane. Right. That's it that's debatable too. He's insane. How could you not say he is a top 10 tight end. I cannot name 10 tight ends that are better than TJ Hawkinson. I can name probably three, maybe four, but that's yeah. that's it. I can get three off my head quickly yeah. after that. It's, it's a debate. Yeah. You really got to start debating is. after that. Kittle, um, Kittle, Kelsey, Waller. Yeah. It, yeah, that's about it. You can maybe... <laughs> It's interesting to see where people start putting Pitts all of a sudden. They had Pitts higher than TJ Hawkinson already. Well, he hasn't played and yet. He hasn't you even can't played really a, say. He hasn't played a down in the NFL, and they already had him higher than TJ Hawkinson. The disrespect is and, crazy. And, and they had Robert Tunyon from Green Bay above him as well. <laughs> Robert so, Tunyon played well, but he had Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So that's what <laughs> that's what we're going against here. Uh, oh my Detroit gosh! Everybody, but I'm interested, Austin. You were not super high on TJ Hawkinson out of the draft. Uh, oh I'm gosh. not sure. Back if, to this again. <laughs> I'm not sure if maybe that, you know, puts you any sort of way. What do you think on this one? Fact or cap? Uh. No, I had to, I had to reread the question real quick. Okay. I I believe Hawkinson is a top ten tight end. Okay. okay. Good. Arguably, probably top five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think that one was a pretty one. I mean, 
easy one for us to decide. I don't know who that's was just... smoking a joint before they put that out, but <laughs> that was I mean, that's just disrespectful. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> okay, next one. This is one another one from uh, PFF ranks the uh, different groups of teams and how they'll rank against other teams at the beginning of the season. And right now, they had the Lions' offense as the worst offense in the NFL this season. That's what they're predicting. Uh, do you think that the Lions will have the worst offense in the entire NFL? Austin, fact or cap? Oh gosh, it's it's very close. Between like us, the Texans, and like maybe the Eagles, about who would be worse? I mean, I don't know. Jets too, maybe. Our our receiver core is not great. Our running back room is very decent. Very um, untested, I would say. Uh, yeah, untested. I mean, Swift it's- was. It's great. very possible he that could be great. He had but his we moments. Yeah. Um. I mean, Jamal Williams has been great for the Packers. And then after that, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, we got we have Hawkinson as you know our number one tight end, and like we just talked about, he's been great. So, I mean, I just don't know. Um. Can I plead the fifth or <laughs> yeah, I, if you want to, that's fine. It, Cause I think it's fair to say in like this scenario, there's so much turnover and new things for this offense. It's so hard to say what we think know. this offense is going to be. I mean, if, if not, you can very, do a plausible, it, you can do a fact, a plausible or a cap if you want. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, if we aren't the worst, it's going to be very close. I'll okay. say that. All right. All right, Jake, then what about you? Back, cap, or if you want to use plausible for this one, you can. Oh, I'm going to have to say cap here. I feel like we have too many like people that could shine to be the worst. You know, we have Swift, who I believe if he's the starter, will have a very good season, if healthy. There's Hawkinson, too, who we just talked about is a top five tight end. And then there's a bunch of very young wide receivers. There's Jared Goff. There's our very great offensive line. I have a hard time seeing us being the worst. I feel like if things go wrong, we could be very close. But there's a lot of shaky teams this year. There's the Eagles who, I mean, I, they their, their offense is very young too. Um, I would say their offense is better than ours though, personally. Um, there's the... Texans, who are just a dumpster fire and a half. They did sign a lot of running backs, but that's not going to fix what's happening. Tyrod Taylor's the starter right now. I I see them being worse than us. Um, mm-hmm. There's a horrible offensive line, too. So, and there's even the New York Jets, too. You know, They're not good. I mean, maybe Zach Wilson can fix a few things, but I, I don't think we'll be the worst, but it'll be close. I'm going to say cap with this one as well. And I think it's an understated fact. I mean, obviously not by Detroit Lions fans, um, but in general, it is so understated what a great offensive line can do for you. And Lions have arguably one of the better ones in the entire league. And we'll get to that later on as well. 
in another statement that we're going to talk about. But, um, I mean, just look at the last time that Jared Goff had a great offensive line. They went to the Super Bowl. The year that he took them to the Super Bowl, you know what their defense was ranked? It wasn't the best defense in the league. They were ranked 10th defense in the league. He brought them to the Super Bowl. He has not had a good offensive line since. So, with a good offensive line, could Jared Goff prove something that he still has? Maybe. DeAndre Swift. He's, he's still got a lot left to prove. He's got a lot in the tank. TJ Hawkinson. I mean, these players that we have, their ceiling is way too high for us to be last offense in the league. I think that the wide receiver group could be the last in the league um, by far, but we have other weapons to utilize rather than just the wide receivers. Um, so I, I think that I think it's a total cap that I don't think the Lions will have the worst offense in the league um, at all. So we're going to move on to our next one. It's kind of along the same scenario as this, but it's a little different. The Lions will have the worst record in the 2021 NFL season. We're going to make this one quick, though. Um, just quick fact, Cap, Austin, to you. Uh, cap. Okay. Jake? Fact, but can, can I add – no, Cap, Cap. But can I add okay. one, t- one small thing? Yes. Our quarterback coach, Mark Brunel, said – that he could see our, our Detroit Lions this season being like the. Don't you turn that? Don't you even start to say that? That's our next topic. Oh, my bad. <laughs> How Don't dare spoil you? The surprise, Jake. <laughs> How dare you? I can't even believe you. Okay, I'm gonna say cap with this one as well. Cap that the Lions will not have the worst record in the 2021 NFL season. Another understated point. I think it's way too understated is how much difference a new coach can bring in to a team. Um, yeah, our team went, how I many like three wins last year. Um, even if we had that same exact team and new coaches that actually knew what they're doing, I see us getting at least two or three more wins. So, um, you know, I, I don't think that we're that far away from being bottom of the middle of the pack. So that's where I see us at least. Okay. Um, now, what Jake was going to say was <laughs> Mark Brunella talked about how the Lions could surprise everybody, which then leads to this statement. Lions could have the biggest turnaround surprise season of any NFL team. And since Jake wanted to talk about it so much, let's just bring it right to Jake first. Fact or cap? He compared this team to the 2017 or no, 2018 Jack, Jacksonville Jaguars which were a very good team. Um, I I agree. I say fact. We could be one of the biggest turnaround teams. Um, we just look at how young this team is and how much youth and how much our great coaching staff. And on paper, I, we do look very bad, but we could surprise everyone. Um, I'd say Mahomes shocked a lot of people when he mm-hmm. just, in his first season starting, just – became MVP and just destroyed the NFL. I we could surprise everyone. I don't okay, see when he's drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> when you say when you say big turnaround surprise season, what is the 
expectations that you have for them at the end of the season? Like, what's well, the record, or is it like a is it a playoff like appearance? What is it for you? Or well, like, what well, is it for you? I was about to get into that actually. Okay. I, I'm not saying a Super Bowl team, but I'm saying like ten and seven, eight uh, uh, through like ten to eight wins would be a very surprisable turnaround to me. I don't see that necessarily happening. If I had to use statistics with um, with just our team on paper, I don't think that's going to happen. But, you know, it could. It could, and I think there's a good chance it could. But most likely not. But I have faith. I have faith. Interesting. Okay. Austin, Lions could have the biggest turnaround surprise season of any NFL team. Factor count. Uh, I'm going to say cap. Um, I mean, we just have so many unknowns. That's that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I, just, I mean, we already talked about you know our offense and so many question marks on defense as well. I just I just don't know. Okay. I I don't see it happening, but I. I mean, there's a possibility where we could come out and, I mean, who knows? We have Dan Campbell as our head coach, so, I mean, who knows? He could light a fire under their butts and get them moving, so. Right. Okay. So that that actually leads to mine, where for this statement specifically, and I have, like, broken the statement down here, Lions could have the biggest turnaround surprise season of any NFL team. I think that that is fact because of the fact that it, there's so much unknown with this team. We have already been labeled as the bottom of the league from so many people. And like I said, the amount of that a coaching staff can do for a team is tremendous. I still think that there's a couple pieces to be had before there's any ki- kind of like big run. Like I think the wide receiver group needs to be taken care of a little bit before um, anything. But I mean, if, if that gets addressed, I think they could really surprise a lot of people uh, more than any NFL team this year. I think that the Lions have the biggest jump that they could make um, from where people are expecting them to be. And that's where I kind of see this question as, so I'm taking that as a fact, that I think that they could be the biggest one to make a big jump that they're not expecting. Um, so that's what I got with that one. Let's move on. Or actually, I mean, as get- Lions fans, we like being the underdogs, so... We do, and then we like to take that, that big old gallon. <laughs> yeah, then we also like to take that big old gallon jug of Kool Aid and start drinking it right about this point. So, um, <laughs> Every it also could be a whole, yeah, it could be a whole bunch <laughs> of Kool Aid going down our gullets right now that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that there is a lot of um, possibility about surprising. I don't, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of, you know. I don't think there's any chance of playoffs. I, I doubt they're even going to get past 500, but I think there could be a lot of surprising from what people have already ranked them as. Um, when when, when you're listed at the bottom of the barrel, it's kind of easy to outdo expectations. So that's kind of where I am thinking there. Uh, we're going to just skip past this one because this is too easy. Detroit wide receiver group is worse than the NFL. Easily fact. There's no other wide receiver group worse than Detroit Lions right now. Um, we're gonna we're gonna skip that one, and we're just gonna go to this one. I really enjoy this one. Um, this statement right here: Detroit coaching staff is the best coaching staff in the NFL. Fact or cap? Jake, 
I'm going to start with you. Fact or cap there? Cap, because we haven't seen him in action yet in on the field. Okay, I'll say, I'll say on paper, Detroit's coaching staff is best in the NFL. Cap. Um, on paper, really, it's still the same thing, really. There's teams that have won Super Bowls out here, right? The Kansas City Chiefs has a great coaching staff. Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a pretty solid coaching staff. The New England Patriots have a great coaching staff. Even teams that haven't won the Super Bowl, the Rams, the 49ers, we've seen them in action. We haven't seen these coaches in action yet, necessarily. We haven't seen how well they bring up our players. But I, I, I'm I, very hopeful that they are. I mean, on paper, these guys look great. I mean, this looks great for us. Um, There's not a single coach I dislike right now on our team. So I'm going to have to say cat for now because – you, I, I, in my opinion, you just can't answer that question yet. Okay. Well, Austin, answer that question. Factor cap. Wait, it's that they are the worst, or they they are the they are the best. The best. Cap. Okay. I mean, I love the guys. I love the energy that they bring to the table. I mean. Regardless of, you know, whatever uh, national media say about, you know, Dan Campbell wearing his race helmet into the press conference, I mean, as a Lions fan, I love that stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure you guys do, do, do too. Um, but, I mean, I just don't know. He really, we really haven't seen him as a head coach that, you know, that long. And there's just so many other proven you know, coaching staffs around the league that, you know, have shown what they can do. So, okay. I mean, until we, until we can see them for a couple of years, I, I can't say they are. Okay. Well, I'm going to just go straight up Kool-Aid ice in my veins. I'm saying oh fact. Gosh. Um, <laughs> I, and here, here's why I say this, right? So I actually, I have reasons for this one. We get Dan Campbell. We, and the first thing you think of when you have Dan Campbell is this guy has, like, no experience. So what it's really going to matter is the guys that he brings in around him. And every single guy that comes in around him is touted as an amazing coach. Deuce Staley, the new running backs and assistant head coach. I mean, he was getting head coaching offers. He's going to be a head coach soon. Um, Aaron Glenn, our defensive coordinator. Again, he had head coaching interviews this last offseason. He is an amazing coach. And all of these other guys that they have brought in. I mean, we even got the linebackers coach from Chicago Bears to be the linebackers coach for the Detroit Lions. Like, this coaching group is so special because they are all here. They're all in one mind. That does not happen very often. They are all of, like, a sound unity. And they're here for, like, one thing, and that's to have a good football team but also have fun. And that is going to transition into the team so much. Like, if you watch any press conference of these coaches, they're they're having fun out there. They're excited. And then all of the players are loving every single coach. So I think that the potential, I if I maybe change it, I should say, if I change the question to Detroit has the highest coaching staff potential in the NFL, I, I think maybe that's yes. a little bit different. So I'll say that for sure. Fact. Um, <laughs> 
But if they hit that potential, then they are the best coaching staff in the NFL. I mean, it's just such a special group, and I'm so excited to see what they can do with the team. Um, and then for the next couple of years, hopefully, hopefully none of them leave that soon or get you know stolen away to be another head coach. I hope we keep them for a little bit and we can really build this team with these guys because I'm super excited for it. Um, all right, next one. Jamal, so this one actually came from an interview with Anthony Lynn uh, with The Athletic. He had talked about how Jamal Williams is like their 1A running back. And their 1A running back is like their three-down running back guy. Um, and he didn't talk about like that same thing. He said just DeAndre Swift was like 1B type of a thing. Um, here's my here my statement. So DeAndre Swift is not our three-down back, but Jamal Williams is our three-down back. Fact or cap? Uh, Austin, start with you. Wow, this is a loaded question. Um, I mean, I guess if he says it, that's what it's going to be. It's That's what it's going to be, <laughs> but do I want it to be that? No. I would much rather have, you know, Swift as our three-down back and then Williams be able to come in and be our bruiser. I mean, I guess if we go with the interview, then fact. Well, well I don't want that. Th there's there's a whole bunch. Of, I should put this out here. He did not specifically say Jamal Williams is our three down back. He said 1A, 1B type of a thing. Then a whole bunch of social media people are saying, does that, that means Jamal Williams is our three down guy, right? And so that I'm asking you, do you think that Jamal Williams is going to be that three down back guy just from – a 1A, 1B type of a thing. No, I don't. Okay. So you're so, so cap for that one? Yes. Okay, Jake, let's move over to you. Factor cap. Jamal Williams is our three down back. Cap? Because I feel like they're going to spread the love a lot. I feel like uh, it's, it's going to be a very even, like not 100% even. One's going to get more than the other, which I think will be Swift getting more, but... Um, I feel like it's going to be a lot of handoffs to one, a lot of handoffs to the other. I don't think it's going to be a heavy margin to one or the other. Um, I if the co I I'm here with the coaching staff. What they believe is correct for until proven wrong. Um, Jamal Williams has never been the starter for Green Bay, and when he's gotten a chance to run, he's done a pretty solid job, and he has a great mentality. I, he's just a funny, nice guy. And he feels like a great guy to be around. I've seen some of his interviews. Um, I feel like he could be a very good leader and a guy that makes sure everyone on the team is doing okay. But um, I I'd rather give the ball to Swift personally because what we saw before injuries and stuff last year, he looked very good. So mm -hmm. it's it's a it's a toss it's a flip of a coin for me. But um. I'm gonna have to say cap here because it's all up to the coaches here, and what they what they decide, I'll stick with until it's, it starts doing bad. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say cap as well. I think that DeAndre Swift has such a higher ceiling, and yeah. he has so much more 
availability in the passing game and stuff like that, I think he's going to be used for like 75% of the snaps um, just because you don't really know what he's going to do. And then he's going to share some snaps with Jamal Williams, in my opinion, who will be just kind of your more, you know, running back type of a thing, but also go out every now and then and get a pass because he can't do that. Um, I think he'll have a bigger role in Detroit than Green Bay. No question about that. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Also, though, for any listeners who have not had the chance to watch or had the pleasure to watch a Jamal Williams interview, please go watch it. He is one of the funniest people Mm -hmm. to see an interview ever. He is so hysterical. Please go watch it. Watch his weather one, too. Yes. Just go watch any yeah. Jamal Williams interview it mm-hmm. is hysterical. Go watch him. Okay, so that question leads us into our next one. DeAndre Swift will run for over 1,000 rushing yards in the 2021 NFL season. We're going to make this one quick. Austin, fact or cap? Fact. All right, Jake, fact or cap? Fact with a capital F. <laughs> okay, I thought you were going to say fact with a ta- with a capital K, and I was like, okay, we can go there, I guess. No. <laughs> um, I think mm, I want to say fact, but – Say it. <laughs> okay, I'll say fact. I think the there offensive line is too good to not have 1,000 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to depend on injuries, though, yep. and, and, and the running back room. Yep. Um, okay. Last one for us here today. Um, I've had a lot of fun doing this. We're going to wrap it up with a fun one here. Hopefully one of the top spots in the Detroit Lions NFL. The statement is as follows. The Detroit Lions have a top five NFL O-line this year. Austin Rudland, let's start with you. Fact. Okay, Jake. Um, I mean, hold on, hold on. I mean, Wait, before you get going, before you're going, I want to just do fact or cap, and then I want to talk about it. Jake, real quick, fact or cap? Fact. Okay, before you say anything else about, and mine's fact as well, before we say anything else about it, how high does that number get until it becomes cap? Is it top four NFL still a fact? Austin? Yeah. Jake? I'd say three. Top three. Austin? Just give us the third spot, though. I mean, there's there's some offensive lines. I would say we're number three. Yeah. Okay. I'd okay. say that too. So I mean, top, so we're I'm we're trying to think of three. the I'm trying to think of the two teams that would be ahead of us, though. Cowboys went healthy. They have a really solid one. Cowboys line Colts. is not great right now. Oh, uh, the Chiefs. The Chiefs new one. Chiefs. Well, it's it it's very good on paper. We haven't seen a whole lot of them work together yet because it's a brand new line. <laughs> they the just... Lions line is all has been we're playing all, together. We're all the same except for Sewell, yeah, who's coming for in. Sewell's new. But okay, all right. So let's get into why we were saying fact for that. Austin, I, I started with you, so let's start with you first. Talk about why Detroit has a top three NFL O line this year. I mean. Dan Orlovsky has already come out and said that the Lions will have a top five offensive line this coming year. So, I mean, if Dan Orlovsky says it, it's got to be true, right? 
<laughs> no. I hate, <laughs> I hate Dan Orlowski so much. And you know oh, that. come on. You know that. <laughs> oh, come on. He ran backwards and no, got okay, us a okay, safety. Besides that, though. Right. I think, Just look at I the think guys there's merit have. to it, though. I think there's 100% merit to it. Yeah. I mean, it all it all depends, too, on uh, Sewell being able to switch to right tackle, which he's come out and said that, you know, it's not as easy as it looks. Right. You know, whatever it is on paper. So, I mean, as long as he can make that switch and, you know, be good with it, then totally top five, if not top three. Okay. Jake, um, let's hear what you have to say about this topic. We have such a young and talented offensive line. Our offensive line was, I'd say, um, debatably top five last year. Mm-hmm. Um without Penny Sowell and we get um in my opinion the best offensive lineman in the draft this year in Penny Sowell in the draft that just brings up our offensive line so much we have Frank Ragnow who just got a big deal um we have Taylor Decker um we have now Penny Sowell we have um Jonah Jackson who looked very good his rookie year and others too um it, it looks like a very solid offensive line, and it's hard to say, even with injuries, too, it, it's hard to say they're not going to be a top five, if not three, offensive line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think everything you said is true. I mean, just go down our line. Taylor Decker, amazing left tackle. Jonah Jackson, he played very very well for a rookie last year and is expected to keep going up in his trajectory at left guard so that should play very well plus he's in in between Taylor Decker and one of the top centers in the league right now who has potential to outdo the top centers right now Frank Ragnow I see him possibly becoming the best center in the NFL if not already yeah and then your right guard Halapulivati Vitae who didn't have a great year last year. However, he was injured the entire time, and yet he still tried to play through it. So I'm interested to see what he can do, one, at right guard instead of tackle, and two, not being super injured the entire season, being healthy and getting into a good form. And again, in between Frank Ragnow and then our pick in this year's draft, Penny Sewell, the top, tack- the top offensive lineman in this draft. I mean, that is such a good offensive line. It's very hard to find lines like that that are better. And the the great thing for the Detroit Lions is this line is here for a long time. Like, this is not just a line that's here, you know, this year because we grabbed a whole bunch of people like the Chiefs. This is a lot like this is a staple for our offense now. This is what we build our team around. This and the defensive line is what we're doing right now. We're building through our trenches and that is what you do to build a good team. So I, I mean, the av- the average age of our offensive line is like crazy young too. Yeah. I yep. mean, well, it was like what twenty twenty four or something. It's got to be twenty twenty yeah, like twenty three, twenty four, somewhere in there. I mean, something Penny like Sewell, that. Yeah, Penny Sewell. I mean, he brings what, it way down, turned? but yeah, yeah, Penny Sewell just turned like twenty something. So, I mean, it's insane. But with that being said, and talking about, you know, building through your trenches, if you had to choose one, if I should say, 
I'm going to I'm going to start a new statement here and we're going to end out with this real quick factor cap. If you had to choose one team that you would like to have success or that you see success for the future, it's the Detroit Lions in the NFC North. Factor cap. Fact. Jake? I mean, just go ahead. Austin. Building through the trenches, got a great O line, great D line, tons I of mean, draft capital, a bunch of draft capital, and then I mean, we're gonna even we're gonna get more our, through compensatory picks. Our salary cap is in a very good year, spot. Great salary cap this year, and I mean, with the next two drafts in two years, we're gonna be great. Right. Be able to pick up some good wide receivers, and, I mean, we need help with safety. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, uh, r- before we get into it a little bit, I'll see what Jake says. Jake, factor cap. I'm going to have to go what – was, what was the medium one again that you guys said? Plausible. Uh, I'll say that. Okay. Um, Because, if I, if I may, I'm going to name off a few t- young teams well, that have – Real quick, I'm just talking about NFC North. We're not going to be the – Oh, in the best. NFC North – I'm just talking NFC North. Oh, yeah, facts. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think so too. I think I look at the other teams, Bears, I think that they are pretty close to being a rebuild, especially if Fields doesn't work out. I think the coaching staff is they're only hanging their hats right now on Justin Fields, so we're going to see what happens with that. Um the Vikings are they got a lot of players who they're going to have to pay up real soon. Um and their lines are not as tight as the Lions are right now. And then you've got the Green Bay Packers, and nobody knows what's going on with the Green Bay Packers right now. So I think if we had to choose a team to look for the long term, I'm I'm going to say it's the Lions. So with that little bit of Kool-Aid sipped into our, into our system, that's going to end it out for us today. As always, make sure to follow the podcast if you have not done so already. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and we are on the Anchor.fm site. If you have not checked it out yet, please do so. Leave us a comment on there. Give us a review. We would love to hear your feedback. Send us a message. We'd answer your questions on here as well. Um, but, yeah, until next time, go Lions! Go Lions!